What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm gonna go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, your host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show and licensed realtor with Remax Results, our good friend Mimi Shoneman. How's it going over there, Mimi? Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. And I see you brought in our friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson. How's it going over there, Phil? Good morning. Let's get that NMLS number out of the way NMLS. right off the bat. 238103 branch and MLS 2046827 and finally company on MLS 3029. I know that we're like wow. on the cusp of fall, the cusp of fall, but that means it's that you have chilly your, out. It no, this does oh, not count as chilly. Sake. No, oh. it doesn't. Stop it. Stop it. You are you're gonna curse us all. We right? appreciate anything in the sixties does not count as chilly. This is uh, a very lovely day. Oh uh, it, it's it's nice, but it's <laughs> I woke up this morning, went out on my deck, and I thought it was a little chilly. Oh my gosh! You know what? There's that. But I'm that's, speechless. That's one of those things, though. You that's one of you, you hear that all the time here in the Midwest. They said there's nothing, there's nothing worse, nothing colder than the first sixty degree day in a year, and nothing warmer than the first. 40 degree day in a year. <laughs> and so I get it. I understand what you're saying. I do not concur. And I very rarely disagree with you, Phil, but I disagree All with you right. on that. I thought it All was right. lovely. All right. I'm I- already getting off on the bad, bad, <laughs> bad road with you. Man, like it's it. tough in here today. <laughs> you know, hey, man, sometimes you just got to be honest and be honest. Like, stop complaining about the weather because Mother <sighs> Nature will hear you. I should have <laughs> wore a bright, pink shirt today. Yes, that was, because we would have been like, he brought the sunshine. I'm going to just say that, mm-hmm. that Miss Shannon is in, is decked out in a, <laughs> a beautiful fall cantaloupe type yes, color. Yes, I like and it. And she mm-hmm. has a tip for hydration. Yes. If you need hydration to eat some cantaloupe. Have some cantaloupe. That's, that's a good way. That's uh, courtesy of Miss Shannon's mama. Yeah, exactly. Got a thing. When in doubt. You when know, in doubt. That is your cure you for if you need some hydration or if you're hungover. Both of those things. Got okay. kind of thing. Okay, well, All whatever. Right. All right. So this is a real estate show in case it's the well, first time you've I was ever listened. planning to move into the fact that since we were talking about fall, that I know you have those fall guides that are available right now. We do. Mm-hmm. We put out brand new information every single quarter, thanks to our friends at KCM. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are current information so if you're thinking about buying or selling we have one for each of you or if you're going to do both you can get both all you have to do is request them at 651-578-2218 just text the word guide and whether you're looking for buyer or seller information and we'll pop that into your email. And I do tease, I, de- I tease Mr. Olson over there. But I mean, this day is also a great day. If you've been sitting on any real estate questions, if you've been sitting on any mortgage related questions, it is a day- great day to call in. And that number is 651-641-1071. That's here at the station. Correct. And mm-hmm. another way is mm-hmm. smoke signals. Yes. Or you can text, uh, Keyword red hot yes. right here to my talk. <laughs> right. Okay. So mm-hmm. we love our listeners and we appreciate when you call in with your questions Absolutely. because we know that if you have that question that somebody else probably has it or several thousand people might still have that same Very question. True. All right, Phil, we're going to talk a little, we're going to going to go back and forth a little bit. We're going to be talking a little bit about deferred maintenance and how that plays an effect on 
your valuation and how it plays an effect on what buyers offer you. We're going to talk about expenses, things that you need to budget for, things that you can be doing to plan now that we're heading into the W uh, month. Mm -hmm. So, Phil, you are also brought some information and you've got a special. Yeah, my special is, is anybody that does an application with a purchase for Mimi and I, I'm going to take care of your home warranty wow. and your appraisal. That's so huge. That's, that is a minimum $1,000 discount, and uh, we're going to run that all the way up until November 1st. November Perfect. 1st. Wow. I think you're trying to keep us busy. <laughs> aren't, we all, folks, right? yep. aren't we all? Folks, aren't we all? $1,000 right here. With Mr. Phil Olson. Mm-hmm. That's and fabulous. He'll even you do a few other things for you, like <laughs> give you a great deal on your mortgage. There mm-hmm. you go. Yes. There you go. Give you all I the resources have, you need to make the, the, the whole process as easy as possible. I have been told by a reasonable source that Phil is one of the top producing loan officers in the whole state. Wow. Are you, I believe it. Right? Mm-hmm. He's got fast I'm fingers lucky. on those numbers, man. I'm All lucky. Right, Phil, what was the best interest rate you saw last week on a 30-year fixed? Best interest rate was 5.875. Okay. And why did they get such a good rate? They paid one and a quarter points. Okay. And, and they put they put 25% down. Okay. And why did that change what they would have qualified for? Let's talk about what first what a point is, in case someone listening that doesn't know. Uh, it's pretty common nowadays, but paying a point is you take your loan amount times 1%, and you're basically, it's called a buy-down, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, and that's pretty common right now. We're seeing points anywhere between one to two points almost on, on every single deal. And that's because the buyer decides that they don't want that rate, so they're going to pay a, pay out of pocket to buy that down. Sure. Let me give you an example. Um uh, 680 credit score, putting it is uh, 10% down is close to 7% right now. Okay. Now, we pay that point, that brings them down to six and an eighth. And you said that that's 1%? Or 1% was, okay. of the loan amount. So if, if they put 10% down on a $400,000 deal, their loan amount is 360000 times 1% is 3600 mm-hmm. But your difference, they pay that point of 3600 they save probably on that $360,000 loan about mm, full one pro per percentage point, probably 150 bucks. Now, when you're allocating where the, the paying down a point versus putting more money down, they're not the same thing, right? They're, they're not the okay. same thing All right. because on your on your standard for every thousand you put into the deal, it drops your payment by $5.80. Okay. So if you give me three grand to pay down your loan, your payment goes down 17 bucks. Right. Whereas if we take that one point and we go from 7% down to six and an eighth on a $360,000 loan, it saves you $150 a month. Now, this is exactly why you have to talk to Phil, because that would not have occurred to me if I was trying to figure this out on my own. Even if you read all of the stuff and you think that you're pretty good with numbers and you can just go, well, I bought a house before, mm-hmm. I've had a mortgage, I could do it. It Knowing that particular hoop and hurdle it just wouldn't be something that would ever occur to me. Sure. And mm-hmm. then you can then you could even pile it on by doing a 2-1 buy down. Mm-hmm. Well, hold and, on for a second. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give everybody just a, a pause. Yes. Right here so that your brain can stop frying. Okay. Fair from enough. From all fair of those enough. numbers. All right. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I was listening to that in a car, 
or on a, you know, I would have to go back to the the replay the, the podcast I, I, and listen to it about four times. I okay, get it. let's yeah. break yeah. it down a little slower. Okay. All right, a point on that example. Save them about how much a month? About one hundred and fifty dollars a month, and your break even point on thirty six hundred is about twenty two months. Okay, okay, so less than two years. Mm-hmm. You doing that is that's that's when you're going to break even. So if you have to sell your house before the two years is up. You're not going to break even. Correct. It's okay. not a great strategy to use when when you're looking at a short term hold. Okay. So that would not be the type of loan I would do for say a flipper. Okay. That's going to buy the property, fix it up, and sell it in a year. Doesn't make sense. Fair enough. So your flippers, uh, not to change subjects, what are you offering or suggesting that they do? I would I would suggest that you use an adjustable rate mortgage for one. You're using going to use a three one five one arm. Okay. You could also use what's called a HELOC, depending on the situation. You could even use a fixed rate fixed rate second HELOC okay. to purchase that property. You can also use a, a standard, you know, thirty year fixed. It okay. really just comes down to what what are your costs? What are you paying the buying the property for? And what are you hoping to net in the end? But okay. this is just for your flippers, people Correct. who buy the house, they fix it up, and then they turn around and they sell, sell it for profit. Okay, Correct. so they're taking those arm products on their own personal property or on another property that they own as an investment. Is that what you're saying? They're using it on an investment property. Okay, okay. but so, not on the one that they're thinking of flipping. Oh, yes, on the property that they're thinking they're flipping. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. Yeah, because then that, that basically allows them to cash flow better throughout the process of the, of the purchase or of the, of the rehab. And what are, what are we seeing right now as the number of months it's taking these, these flippers, rehabbers, uh, rehab and resale type of people? How long is it, is it taking them before that they, they take the loan out to the time that they actually close? On standard, I'm seeing about a year, but then there's flippers out there that have big crews and they get it done in four months. Okay. Okay. So um, good strategies for those types of folks that are doing investment properties. Um, right before we go to the break, in case we run out of time, when we come back, I do want to talk more in detail about the 2-1 buy-down product. And we're going to talk a little bit about deferred maintenance. Okay. You can also be part of the show. Yeah, information again is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also, remember you can find us as a podcast. Just go to MyTalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot. Here with our friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results and from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson, talking about some uh, some ways that you can uh, basically maximize how you can get into a home because it used to, you know, when we were talking about this even a few months ago, there weren't some uh, some of the the resources that a first time home buyer or somebody might do to be able to make it more affordable for them. There wasn't as much wiggle room, it seemed like, because things were moving so quickly. And now you, some of these things, it seems like we have more of these conversations again. Well, I think what you're saying is that mm-hmm. back when the market was at the very peak, mm-hmm. um, some of the programs uh, going even starting with FHA, right? When a seller is analyzing offers, and you see different hierarchies, cash being king, mm-hmm. and then conventional, and then you analyze conventional even, 
uh, about what type of conventional and how much you're putting down. And then FHA and then USDA and VA about even. And then down payment assistance. Yes. And any type of uh, Minnesota housing type of things where the buyer was getting extra money. You know, it's fascinating to me. You have a dialogue with with an agent that's representing a seller. Yes. Explaining to them, okay, this particular buyer is a great buyer. Right. They just happen to qualify to get free money. Mm -hmm. So can you help me here and talk with the seller and let them know they're solid, great credit, all of those things. Phil. So when you're talking with the buyers that are, are able to qualify to get these free programs, I mean, how are you counseling them? I'm, I'm basically looking at where the market is at first off and then but I, I basically present them all their options and with every option there's there's a pro and there's cons all right I go through all of those with them and then and then it also comes down to the process mm-hmm. all right for instance you do a Minnesota housing loan there is more of a process right and there's more scrutiny. Okay, and people might go, well, why is there more scrutiny? Because, you, because you're putting less money into the game. Right, okay. okay? Mm-hmm. And because you're putting less money into the game, the underwriter has to look at all income that's coming in for the individual that's on the loan. Mm-hmm. And if you put two people on the loan or you put three people on the loan, now you've got all that scrutiny of all those bank statements, all those jobs, all those income, because that is an income-driven program. Okay. As your income goes higher, you may not qualify for that program. Right. So also your, your uh, underwriting engines, when they're looking at a specific loan, it's always asking that question, how much risk is there? Okay. So... If the consumer's putting no skin into the game, your risk has gone up. Okay. That doesn't mean you won't qualify. You got to have higher credit scores. Maybe you have a little bit of reserves. Maybe the underwriting engine is looking at your perfect five-year employment history with one job, and it's a salary job, and it's not bonus. It's not tip income. It's consistent because of the kind of job it is. Consistent. Because I remember when you and I were working, and this was a a slightly different world, even though it was only a couple of years ago. um, But it was, well, we can do the deal this way, and here's what your payment would look like. Here's what we do. But here's another option. If it's okay, if for something like I was very fortunate that I could use FHA, but Mm -hmm. here's how this would look if we have to go this other route. Can you get it done? And it's like, I can get it done, but I'd rather do this, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's being able to provide those options mm-hmm. with people so that they can, you know, get into the home. Hopefully, I mean, if it I, comes out weird. I had I had a loan where I ran it through the underwriting engine and the consumer was getting 60 percent. Uh, it was uh, commission income. OK. And it didn't approve. Mm, OK. They did not. Did not approve. OK. I changed it. I took out the commission income. Mm-hmm. I moved it all to the base income. Yes. But then I dropped the base income because I could because my debt to income ratios were fine. Okay. And it approved. Oh. Now, guess what? I called the client and I said, is there any possibility you could go to your employer and negotiate a deal where you're no longer receiving commission income, but yet you're making this amount of money? And the client said, you want to know something? There's, there's a possibility. 
and they went to their employer and they got their pay structure changed. Okay. And oh, by the way, we got the loan approved. That's where me looking at a client situation and I, I'm always asking those questions. Wh- how can we tweak this to make it fit the guideline or to get a home approval? Right. And I think that's where I think talking about my fellow colleagues out there, I think there's a lot that just look at the loan. They see it's denied and they don't ask those 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 hard questions or they don't think creatively to you know, try to get a loan done. Right. Okay, so that's that's experience. Mm-hmm. That's time, you know, time behind the desk doing the things, learning the things. You know, it's just like any other profession. You know, education is really important and continuing ed and learning about new things. Um, and I, I think that's why when we say for for those folks out there that have been denied that to get a second opinion and to, to give Phil a call. And and now, Phil, is a good time for you to interject your special and also your phone number for folks to reach you. Sure. My special here all the way up until November 1st is I will, if a client applies with me and uses Mimi and we go buy a house, I'm going to give you a free appraisal, which is 650 bucks. Plus, I will help you pay for a home warranty, which Mimi will help me get set up for Mm -hmm. you guys, which is a value of at least $1,000. And the easiest way to always get a hold of me is 651-238-6748. Okay. Well, that's a great special. $1,000 right there off the bat. Right. Okay. So uh, two minutes? Yes. Okay. Let's talk before we head into the break about what is a 2-1 buy-down. 2-1 buy-down is what's considered to be a temporary, and I use the words temporary, reduction of your interest rate okay so currently we have elevated mortgage interest rates we've talked about it now how do we overcome that how do we make it maybe cheaper on that family for trying to buy that three hundred and fifty four hundred thousand dollar house and they're just going we we can't we can't justify the payment right so imagine the following if i told you on a 30-year fixed your interest rate is six and an eighth but we do a two-one buy-down that's paid for fully by the sellers. Okay, it costs about two percent of the loan amount. Your interest rate then would be four and an eighth in the first year. Okay, five and an eighth in the second year, and yes, it goes to six and an eighth. But we've talked about how mortgage interest rates follow inflation, mm-hmm. and as inflation goes up, mortgage interest rates will rise, and when inflation goes down, mortgage interest rate will fall. I will almost guarantee you we're going to see inflation fall quite dramatically. It's not going to probably fall to two or one and a half percent, which has been kind of normal. Mm-hmm. I think it'll drop down to four, four and a half percent, which means that mortgage interest rates here in the next year to a year and a half will probably fall to about four and a half percent. Okay. So I get you that loan at six and an eighth, but your first year is four and an eighth. Five and an eighth in the second year. But guess what? I refinance you in the second year before you go to the six and an eighth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to finish up the 2 1 buy down. You can also be part of the show. Call us at 651 641 1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. 
Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. We appreciate you, each and every one of you listening. Also want to remind you, you can listen to us as a podcast. Just go to MyTalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot. So we were explaining the 2-1 buy down, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's just recap what we said. Sure. And so just go ahead and, and reiterate. Basically, a 2-1 buy down is a, a simple way for you to negotiate in a purchase contract to reduce your interest rate by 2% in the first year, 1% in the set in the second year. And then you go to the original rate. All right. With the hopes or caveat that as inflation falls, mortgage rates will fall. And then you refinance out of that higher rate. But an example on a $400,000 loan, it almost saves the consumer $500 a month. In the first year. In the first year. Okay. In the second year, it's $250 a month. But the thing that you mentioned that I want to reiterate is that the seller must pay. The the money can't come from any other source. Correct. Seller to pay 2% of the sales price in buyer closing costs. Or builder. Or builder. Okay. Okay. And so that's important. So we always appreciate you being part of the show. The number again is 651-641-1071. So is it Joni or Johnny? Joni, who, uh, thanks for calling the show. How am I, how should I pronounce your name? Joni. Oh, Joni. Oh, see, that's beautiful. Thank so Joni, you have a mortgage question for Phil and Mimi. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Go right ahead. Well, I'll plunge into this, but I've got such an education from listening to you three over the years that I'm going to perhaps say a little more prelude than I <laughs> might otherwise. Okay. Well, thank uh, you. My, okay. My sister lives many states away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has poor judgment. She's had it all of her life. <laughs> um, she gets involved with the wrong men for the wrong reasons. Uh, she gets scammed, she gets taken, she gets used. And anyway, so her mortgage, it turns out, has been sold three or four times in the past, I don't know, four or five years. What she finally mentioned to me is that each time it is sold, I'll say, the amounts don't match up. Like uh, she maybe... Her paperwork says that she owes $10, and then the next time it's sold, they say you owe $14. Hmm. So hmm. I, I think there's a time and place for professionals, and I'm wondering, uh, if I go visit her, is this the time for a real estate attorney? And also, why, other than her bad judgment, why does uh, a mortgage company sell a mortgage and then somebody else resell it. Interesting. Okay. Cause I, I'm curious to see what you say on that, Phil. Cause I've, I've only had that happen at the beginning of the, like, you know, uh, you explain it better than I am. I, mm-hmm. I think I know what she's getting at. So you, so go ahead, Phil. So Jonah, the first thing that yeah. occurs to me mm-hmm. is perhaps your, your sister's escrow account is adjusting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because insurance goes up and down and taxes go up. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them go down, but okay. Right. <laughs> um, and then Phil, what else could it be? It could be that every month she makes a payment, she's paying after the 15th of the month and she's being assessed a 4% penalty of her principal and interest. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes. Cause that's so a, like you can be a day after and, and it'll jump. And guess what? That gets added on to the principal. And then there's interest that's attached to the principal. 
uh, you know, your your story or your scenario that you're giving me, I would tell you I have not heard in okay. a long, 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 long right. time because there are so many regulations that servicers have to follow. And literally, you can go to the federal penitentiary <laughs> if you're breaking those type of federal laws. Yeah. yeah. No. So I think it be... has something to do with what Mimi said. I think mm-hmm. it has to do with the escrows. I think it has to do with taxes and insurance. And I also think it has to do with her maybe making her payments late and being assessed that 4% penalty of principal and interest. And normally, if your mortgage is sold, it's uh, in those cases, isn't it quite often like, well, maybe when you got your initial mortgage, it was funded through a particular company, but then it immediately turns over to somebody else. Like, you know, uh, like for instance, maybe the first, because uh, I'm trying to think. With mine, that was the case where there was somebody else where it went to something else pretty quick. But that doesn't... That can't change the amount. Right, well, right. It, it could, though. Okay. okay. All right? If if it was an adjustable rate mortgage. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. Which means that, say, for example, it's a 3-1. Yes. In your fourth year, you're going to get rebalanced. And every year thereafter, they right. rebalance the mortgage. So if she's making late fees, late payments... That could be another reason why that principal amount is changing. Right. And so it's definitely back to your conversation, Shona and M. It sounds like you've been dealing with this for quite some time. So we're sorry to give you a homework assignment, but you're probably right that you need to look at some of this paperwork for her if you you're willing have to, to do look that. You have to look at it. Look at, you know, and you can call the servicer to get this information. They're required by law to get it to you. So is it, it should the numbers should match more closely or there should be a an explanation attached? You would see that in the statement because you can get a rolling statement over the last 12 months that will show you everything that's happened on the account. I would just recommend that you get with your sister and you dig up all this paperwork. And guess what? If you want to call me down the road and have me look at something for you, I'm glad to do it offline. Yep. I greatly appreciate it. I wasn't sure which way to, I just didn't know where to go next. Right. Well, thanks for calling on behalf of your sister. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So our producer Lexi's talking to somebody right now, so we'll come to them in a a moment. So we can go back to uh, other options when we're trying to get those payments down a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so we kind of have been a little bit off of what we originally did. Uh, plan to do, mm-hmm. which is totally fine because mm-hmm. it's all still very relevant. Right. But I want to talk about something um, about projecting into the future. Okay. okay? So in the the an, an analogy that Phil gave, uh, the talking about the possibility of refinancing as uh, inflation starts to drop and as interest rates start to follow that, that's the trend in the past. So folks... Be very, very careful about taking equity out of your house and not having that cushion in there should the market start to drop. Um, right. We haven't seen home prices decelerate in a long time. They've just been appreciating. So just be very, very cautious that when you pull your equity out of the house, that it's for a very, very important reason. And uh, going to Cabo isn't it. <laughs> right. I totally agree. Okay. And this um, this call that we have on hold right now might actually lean into some of that. Again, the number is 651-641-1071. So, Anne, we appreciate your patience. So, you have a question regarding interest rates. Uh, interest rates, is that correct, Anne? Yeah, okay. So, you know, I, and I just listened to what you just 
what what you just said here about being careful about pulling equity out of your house. Okay, so um, um, I'm planning in the spring to add um, an attached garage to my house. And so um, I'm going through the loan process. My house is paid for. I'm in very good financial standing. And I just had the mortgage appraisal got person out. But, you know, in listening to you, should I should I wait to actually take the loan out if the interest rates are projected to drop in the spring versus now when I, I'm not I'm not going to start the project until the spring. Uh, well, it really depends on what type of product you, you're going to use, ma'am. Are you thinking about using a home equity loan? Are you going to go with a fixed rate second? Are you going with a construction loan? I mean, there's multiple different ways that I can see that transaction uh, being completed. Oh, okay. You know, that I don't know. Um <laughs> I would definitely recommend that you give me a call here this week. Uh, because okay. I'd really like to hear what you're trying to accomplish, and then I could propose all kinds of potential solutions that will fit based on your short and long-term goals. Okay, so uh, just real quickly, adding that, wouldn't the bank or the, you know, I've, I've been a long-time, you know, banker with this organization, and I'm in excellent financial situation. Wouldn't they advise different avenues or different wouldn't they? Ma'am, the loan officer that you're working with is only as good as the tenure they have. All right. And oh. if you're not working with somebody that's a true professional that understands exactly what you're trying to accomplish, it could go sideways. All right. I do recommend that you give me a call. I would love to hear your story further and would love okay. to be able to present you with options. And believe me, I'll, I'll walk you through this whole thing and I'll look out for your best interest. Okay, I will. You will hear from me. Okay, All right. perfect. Thanks, Anne. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. And I think that's a lot of what we cover every week is that it's working with someone who communicates with you the way that you need to be communicated with, and that's that's a spectrum, and it's different for different people. And maybe you do know it's somebody a, that can talk the language yeah. that you need to, it's but a, if you may not, you it's know? very complicated. Right. Yes, mortgage and real estate complicated, mm-hmm. and terminology. Yeah, um, a lot of times people may not even know some of the basic terms mm-hmm. that that go with it, and so it can be very very confusing. Right. Here's the difference with between me and a lot of other people. Right. They're transactional. You come into the to the shop, they say, here's what we're going to give you, right. and here's the door, yeah. and guess what? Here in two weeks, we'll give you your money. Yeah. When people meet with me, I get them to tell me what their story is. What are you trying to do? And then I ask the questions, is how that can be done? Does it make good financial sense? And what products... Do you need to be cautious of and what what is your long term goal? Right. And if when when I put that together for the consumer, it gives them peace of mind. Perfect. Well, I think, Phil, um, I think that it's a good idea for folks to get a second opinion. Um, You know, to your point, to the tenure, that's that's one consideration. But it's also important to know for folks out there that maybe not haven't done, but maybe one, maybe no mortgages mm-hmm. ever in their life, that something that was that I didn't understand when I first got my first mortgage is that certain places 
brokerages versus banks. They have different products. Yes. And not everybody has the same thing. And I think that that's where the information doesn't get out. You think that because you bank at a certain place that they've always taken good care of you on banking, that that's where you ought to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe it is. And they might have the product that makes sense for you. But you might be a little different, a little substandard. Maybe you don't fit the one product or the the two products they have available. So, Phil, I don't know if you know the answer to this question. But, for instance, your standard credit union, how many products would you say they have? Mm. Maybe 10, 15. Okay. And what Mm -hmm. about a bank? 10, 15. Mm-hmm. And a broker. A thousand. See, that's all we're saying. Okay. It's like, it's not that they mean, they mean you any ill will. They just well, are set they, up different. I mean, I mean, every product I could, I could, I could compare one product to another product at two different institutions, mm-hmm. but this one's got an overlay for this and this, right. and this one's got an overlay for this and this. They're different. Right. And when we come back from the break, we're going to break down what exactly an overlay is and how that affects you. Absolutely. You can also be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Thank you again for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. You can find us at MyTalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot, here with Miss Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results, and of course, Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. Uh, we are going to get back to the phones, but we wanted to wrap up some of the conversations we were having before we went to break. Well, Phil, you mentioned a term called overlays, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a very important concept for folks to understand and something that I didn't know about for a very long time either um let's define what an overlay is and who uses them and who doesn't all right i'm a direct lender to fannie mae and freddie mac and because we're a direct lender we have no overlays we go by what's called the fannie mae and freddie mac guideline book okay and it's it's huge okay mm-hmm. so what is an overlay imagine the following you're talking to a banker and you go, well, my credit score is 590. And the banker says, I'm sorry, we don't have a mortgage program for you at a 590. Our minimum requirement, hear the words, minimum requirement is a 620. Well, guess what? That's an overlay. Banks, credit unions, they want to lend to who they want to lend to as long as they're not discriminating and as long as they've got these policies and let's call an overlay a policy they will not lend under specific criteria an example would be debt to income ratios which we've talked at agnosium all right Mm -hmm. standard for fha is 57 percent conventional is 50 percent A standard norm for USDA is 43%. VA, you don't have a debt-to-income ratio issue. You have what's called residual income with a VA loan. All right? Those are standard rules that I use. Some banks might say, we're not lending to you unless your debt-to-income ratio is below 45%. There's your overlay. Yes. Okay, so overlay is... Some is an institution that has developed their own criteria 
over and above or in addition to what the direct lenders are requiring. Is that accurate? Correct. Okay. Gotcha. So Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginny Mae, okay, those are the people I work with, and we don't have overlays. Gotcha. We just go by the book. Mm-hmm. And the underwriter has to go by the book. Right. And if, if you're he's passionate about this, yes, we're going to get some and, knocking and, on the desk. And, and if my approval says I'm approved, as long as I provide the documentation that my approval says, my loan is approved. Perfect. Gotcha. Well, we uh, do want to go to the phone. So, again, the number is 651-641-1071. Amber, thank you very much for waiting on us. What's your question for Mimi and Phil? Okay, so I have a mortgage that I've had for about three and a half years. I have quite a bit of equity in there, but I'm still paying mortgage insurance. Does that automatically come up, or would I have to refinance? You should probably call your servicer, Amber, because your home, I'm going to say, has most assuredly appreciated enough to get that off. Um, it, you know, All you need to do is prove that you've got the 20%, that it's increased that much, and that should be able to pull that right off for you. Okay, great, because I didn't want to refinance. Don't refinance. Call the servicer. They'll work with you to establish, to get an appraisal done. Yes, you will have to pay out of pocket for that. And as long as the appraisal comes in at 20% or greater equity position, they're they're obligated to remove your PMI. Okay, thank you very much. You're Thanks welcome. for calling, Amber. That was a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for her to refinance for sure to get that PMI off wouldn't have been a good idea no. at these interest rates. Mm-hmm. Okay, Correct. all right. So we've covered kind of a, a lot I think one of the things that I think that is important to know is is that brokers offer a lot of options. Sometimes those options will be the same as what your credit union and your bankers are offering, but a lot of times they have more products and more offerings. Um, and I think it's a very important question to ask uh, whoever you're interviewing is what are your overlays? Another thing is you use the word broker. Yes, I'm a broker, but we fund... We fund 97% of all our transactions from us directly, from cross-country mortgage. Okay. Some brokers, you're, they're a middleman. Yes. Okay, and they're dealing with a bank, and they have no control over the transaction, where I have full control over the transaction because we're what's called delegated. Okay. Delegated underwriting means our underwriters in Bloomington here of cross-country mortgage, we underwrite for Citibank, Wells Fargo. Associated oh, Bank. Okay. The, the list goes on and gotcha. on and on. I'm not dealing with Associated. Right. I might be dealing with it is um, their rates. Yes. Their, how we have to sell the loan to them at closing. Mm-hmm. But our underwriters underwrite to the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginnie Mae guidelines, unless we're maybe doing an in-house loan. Okay. Or unless it's, say, a jumbo loan. Okay. Okay. Which, a big update. Hmm. Conventional loan limits have gone up to $715,000. Wow. And what were they before? They were 600 and I think 43500 so they're paying they're they're following the increases that we've seen in the market. Correct. So for those out there that are thinking about buying that $800,000 home and putting 10% down, well guess what? You're a conventional loan. That's a big mm-hmm. difference. Yes, big, that's a big, big difference. Big difference. Because before 
that same person would have had to go, to get what's called a jumbo. Mm-hmm. Now let's Correct. explain how that's different and why that's why that's a benefit. A jumbo loan is a manually underwritten loan. Okay. There are no guidelines. The underwriter looks at everything and they will scrutinize everything. Mm-hmm. Okay? It can become a very tedious process for the consumer. If you go with a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac product at the loan limit below seven fifteen, okay. If I get an approved eligible, it will tell me this is what I need. Perfect. This is what the underwriter has to look at, and the underwriter cannot interject their feelings into the loan. On a jumbo, the underwriter can inject all their feelings, and if they go, I just don't like it. Believe <laughs> it looks me, complicated. Believe me, good. they're going to make your life miserable. Right. And your rates on a jumbo are predominantly higher, Mm -hmm. okay? It's a lot easier to be a conventional conforming loan than it is to be a jumbo loan. Perfect. Well, I want to remind everybody that Phil has a special, almost $1,000 to be able to work with him and myself. So that's that's a great deal. If you have questions during the week, you can text me, Mimi at MNRedHotRealEstate.com, or you can also text your questions to our texting number, 651-578-2218. And don't forget, we have our brand new fall buying guides and selling guides and we'd love to be able to give a ton of those out this week absolutely and you can always find us if you go to our website mytalk1071.com keyword red hot and we'll just be you next week and uh everybody get ready for katie K9. go vikes